This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Tom. And this is Tracy Henley. This is your 2020 Great Lakes Traditional Sprint Champion, Michael Adja. This is Tyler Rourke. This is David Melke. This is Travis Stemler. Bobby Santos. Tom Beery. Bill Muskert, Travis Braden. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Welcome in to Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome to middle end of November. Thanksgiving week. It's the end of November. It's Thanksgiving week. Are you kidding me? we got a full show lined up, including a couple of great interviews later on this evening. Stay tuned. All that coming up. But right now, it's time for what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Italian auto racing champion turned Paralympic gold medalist Alex Zanardi was transferred Saturday to a hospital near his home to continue his recovery more than five months after he was seriously injured in a hand bike crash. Zanardi underwent several surgeries to stabilize him and reconstruct his severely damaged face after crashing into an oncoming truck during a June 19th relay event in Italy. Legendary NASCAR announcer Ken Squire confirmed last week that he has tested positive for the novel coronavirus. The 85-year-old was inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame in 2018. He made the announcement Thursday on his WDEV radio station in Waterbury, Vermont. Squire is currently resting at home. Uh, veteran NASCAR driver and team owner Morgan Shepard has been diagnosed with early-stage Parkinson's disease. News of Shepard's diagnosis with the nervous system disorder was shared on the team's website and reported by NASCAR. It indicated that the illness comes after a, quote, long year of health issues, end quote. The 79-year-old driver has fielded cars in the NASCAR Xfinity Series in recent years with driving duties shared by Landon Castle and himself. In a typical uh, fashion, a statement from Shepard Racing says, quote, However, he is determined to look into 2021 and make plans for another year of NASCAR racing as a car owner, end quote. And finally, Chris Madden emerged victorious on Saturday night at Sonoya Raceway to claim his second Billy Clinton Classic title. Madden the, grabbed the point from pole sitter Shane Clanton on lap 13 and never looked back. He cashed in $10,000 for his efforts. Those things and much more happening tonight on Horsepower Happenings. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the socially distanced uh, studios here on this beautiful Monday evening. Good evening, Rich. How are you? Good evening, Zach. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. Yes, happy Thanksgiving week to you as well. Let's get into it. Uh, perfect Thanksgiving week story to start things off with some touching news this week from around our area. Uh, Jack Gore, the 2020 Tri-City Motor Speedway Restrictor Plate Mini Wedge Division Champion, has been fighting for his life battling Stage 3 Diffuse Large B-Cell Lymphoma. Earlier this month, Tri-City owner Mac, uh, Mike Blackmere called on his followers, fans, and drivers to support Gore's GoFundMe page. After the request, the page showed over $20,000 in donations had been received. Chad Finley, a regular competitor at Merritt Speedway, placed another call to action on his followers Friday 
with a silent auction for a door panel from his auto value, strutmasters.com, number 42. After bids and dollar-for-dollar matches were all tallied up, Rich, over $2,750 was raised and will be donated to Gore's family once all that money is collected. You know, Zach, I've always I've always said when somebody's uh, in trouble, our racing family, wherever they're at, always step up. And this is huge for that young man. Um, I heard uh, he finally they finally had a big deal in the last week where they he started losing his hair. So that was a big deal. He had a full head of hair and they had to shave his head. So um, but we're all we're all thinking of Jet, and we hope everything turns out great for him. By the way, before the Chad Finley donation, as they're still wrapping up uh, gaining that money, uh, the GoFundMe page sits at $22,519 raised of their $25,000 goal. Obviously, that's not even going to touch the surface of the bills that they're going to accumulate down in Cincinnati to take care of this young man, but uh, it'll definitely be a nice help if we can get, get that all taken care of for that $25,000. Well, and everybody's thinking about them and, and, and Jet's family. So we hope it all goes real well. But, uh, Zach, Saturday night, uh, kind of a first time for, for this gentleman. Saturday night, South Carolina 400, uh, Charlie Powell Memorial event at Florence Motor Speedway. Uh, Might have been Ty Majeski's first career start in a late model stock car. However, that didn't stop the Wisconsin native from making a quick trip to Victory Lane. After an extended battle with 2020 NASCAR Advanced Auto Parts Weekly Series National Champion Josh Berry, Majeski took the lead on lap 200 of the 225-lap event and cruised to victory in his first appearance in the perimeter chassis cars synonymous with the Carolinas, Virginia, and Tennessee. Majeski uh, may have made it look easy, but the weekend in Florence had been anything but a cakewalk. Two engine changes and constant adjustments as the super late model standout acclimated it to the heavier late model stock car. It was a long weekend for Majeski and his Chad Bryant racing team. It's awesome, he said. I'm just thankful uh, Chad gave me this opportunity to run with these guys. It's a great group. He gave me a shot last year when my career appeared to be over, and we won three ARCA races together. He put me in this thing not knowing what would happen, and man, just unbelievable. And Zach Majeski now prepares for an event that everyone has their eyes on, which would be the 53rd annual Snowball Derby at Five Flags Speedway in just a couple of weeks. And while we're on that subject, Zach, uh, a handful of big additions have pushed the entry list to over 50 entries for the prestigious Super Late Model Race, highlighted by the addition of NASCAR Cup Series champion Chase Elliott. The current entry list for the Crown Jewel event during the week of December 2nd through the 6th sits at 51 total entries. Elliot, uh, a two-time winner of the Snowball Derby, officially filed an entry for the Snowball last week. Uh, after winning the race in 2011 and 2015, Elliot will look to add to his dream season by winning a third Tom Dawson trophy. And also, in addition, former Glass City 200 champion Caden Lapsovich, Ross Kenseth. Do you remember that name, Zach? Yeah, I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. And, and Jeremy Pate, who we just saw uh, down at, uh, at Nashville Fairground Speedway for the All-American 400, all have thrown their hat in the ring in recent days. Uh, we don't want to get too far into this because we'll have a more extensive preview on next week's program, but uh, an incredible field. Zach has already been assembled. Yeah, it's going to be a great show down there. Looking forward to heading to my first snowball derby starting next week. Uh, and as you said, we'll get into that during next week's show. 
One break in the action was all it took for Brandon Overton to execute the plan. That would ultimately win him $10,000 and his first career Dry Dean Extreme Dirt Car Series feature. A caution flag was displayed with 40 laps remaining in the 30th annual Blue-Gray 100 at Cherokee Speedway Sunday afternoon, opening the door for Overton to take his Wells Motorsports number 76 pit side for a new set of Hoosier racing tires while running third. Several other drivers were beginning to experience heavy tire wear, and eventually those tires would blow. Overton was patient with his fresh rubber and bided his time. In just 10 laps, he'd made it back up inside the top 10. Then two laps later, while sitting fourth, only 15 laps remained, Overton running in second in a hot pursuit of the leader and defending race winner Chris Madden. By this time, Madden was the only was one of only two cars in the field that had not yet been to the pits for tires. Madden looked good after a lap 83 restart, but heading down the backstretch on lap 93, his chances for a seventh blue-gray win were dashed, falling victim to a very ill-timed flat tire. Overton then assumed the lead and drove it all the way back home, unchallenged for his second career Blue-Gray 100 victory. Benji Hicks and Kyle Strickler completed the podium. And, Zach, three races across two series uh, are, are scheduled for February uh, to begin the 2021 Arkham Menard Series season. All three will take place in the Sunshine State. The action will begin Monday, February 8th. Uh, with the Arkham Menards East Series opener at New Smyrna Speedway. The 175-lap feature event will headline the night's World Series of Asphalt Racing Activities. Uh, the event will mark the eighth consecutive year the East Series has begun its season at the Half Mile Oval. And then on the following Saturday, February 13th, the Arkham Menards Series will begin its 69th season with the Lucas Oil 200, driven by General Tire at Daytona International Speedway. A little bit different this year, Zach. It will be the first time in, series, in the series' 58-year history at the two-and-a-half-mile oval that the race will take place the day before the Daytona 500, sharing, uh, sharing the stage in the, in the same day, a doubleheader with the NASCAR Xfinity Series. The Arkham Menards East Series will close out the month with a 200-lap event at Five Flags Speedway in Pensacola on Saturday, February 27th. Well, some news came out over the weekend here a little bit locally. The Michigan dirt racing scene got some of its first information regarding the 2021 season. The news came from Mike Blackmere, the owner and promoter of both Merritt uh, Speedway in Lake City and Tri-City Motor Speedway in Auburn, Michigan. Blackmere announced the news in a Facebook Live video on Friday. The late model challenge series, which made its debut during the 2020 season, is set to return in 2021. This year, over $60,000 in first-place prize money was handed out over a 10-race span. The key dates for the Challenge Series were also announced, the first being April 30th, which will serve as the opening night for Tri-City Motor Speedway, and May 1st, the very next night, which will be the Merit Speedway opener. Other dates include Memorial Day weekend, 4th of July weekend, August 6th and 7th, which serves as the 33rd Woodtick weekend at Merritt Speedway, Labor Day weekend, and September 24th and 25th, Battle by the Bay at Tri-City Motor Speedway. More details on the Challenge Series events will be announced at a later date. The Ed Van Dynan uh, Woodtick, by the way, will make history with its late model payout. Blackmere says the weekend will be a historic one, saying, quote, it will be the highest paying late model race that Merritt's ever had. Now remember, World of Outlaws a couple of years ago paid $15,000 to win, Rich. So could we see $20,000 in, in an event this year? Some people are speculating that that might be what it takes. More details regarding the 2021 season are expected to be announced in the coming weeks. 
And Zach, we don't get a lot of human interest stories uh, involved in our racing, especially in our backyard, but we got one tonight. Uh, Ford Performance NASCAR star Haley Deegan got the chance to help out at least 258 needy families in Detroit uh, the other day as she delivered many Thanksgiving turkeys. I heard over 3,300 pounds of turkeys. My goodness. In her, yes, in her Ford F-150. That's a lot of turkeys. That's Zach. a lot of turkey. And and uh, the turkeys uh, to both the Ford Resource and Engagement Center and Gleaners Community Food Bank. Deegan said, it is so cool to drive or drive through Detroit and get to see the community with this huge haul of turkeys in the back, knowing that we are helping so many people today. I have never been prouder to be part of the Ford family. Uh, Deegan, who will pilot a Ford F-150 in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series next season, was touched by the response uh, to her visit to the Motor City. It's really cool to see what we are doing today is impacting the community here in Detroit, Deegan said. Uh, seeing how happy these families are to receive these gifts is awesome. It is cool to see everything that Ford is doing to, to give back to the community. And I'm just honored to be able to help with that, seeing how grateful these families are to receive a turkey this time of year uh, for that many of us might seem so small, but makes me feel good about being able to help out. The Ford Resource uh, and Engagement Center in Detroit is part of a Ford Fund program that brings nonprofit partners together in a collaborative environment to support surrounding communities. Over the last five years, Ford Fund has developed a global network of these facilities to strengthen communities and to help make people's lives better around the world. Yeah, it's cool to uh, see what Haley was doing right here in Detroit and uh, pretty cool program they've got over there. Glad to see that the, that Ford was able to help out and uh, take care of some families over there in Detroit. Despite not having much of a season at all in 2020, the Midwest Modifieds Tour gang is making great headway on the 2021 schedule. And Rich, it's our pleasure uh, this week to bring in one of the guys making it all happen behind the scenes. Introduce us to our first guest tonight. Yeah, Zach, uh, this gentleman had an exceptional career behind the wheel running pavement modifieds and uh, and then building some of the best pavement modifieds around. Now he's taking it to the next level. Uh, like you said, the co-promoter of the Midwest Modifieds Tour. Uh, proud to call him a friend. Brian Nestor, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, Brian, let's start out with 2020 just so we can put that to bed. Um, man, you guys, you guys picked up this tour struggled to get one race in because of this pandemic. And when you finally did, what a race you guys put on at Winchester. Of course, Kyle Purvis picking up the win there. And what an awesome car count. Uh, how proud are you of that event? Um, I'm really proud. Like you say, as far as how the year went, um, not the year we wanted for our first year. Um, but also, you know, I want to thank, Bob Dillner, Charlie Shaw, and Winchester Speedway for getting that race in. Um, and all the racers that supported us, like you say, the car count was great. Um, I couldn't have been happier with the way the race went. Congratulations to Kyle Purvis. And it, it couldn't, uh, you know, it couldn't have went any better for our first race. Now we move ahead um, into 2021, and you guys aren't wasting any time at all uh, getting ready, even though we still don't know what's going to happen. But you guys are already rocking and rolling, trying to put a schedule together. Yes. Uh, hopefully this stuff all goes by the side and we can get a full year in. You know, it'll be our first year under our belt. And, yeah, as far as the schedule, 
Um, I'm happy with that. I mean, our goal was eight to 10 races and obviously we have five on the schedule and more to come. Um, I couldn't be happier with the schedule right now. Uh, Brian, let, let's, let's break this down a little bit because, um, you know, Rich, Rich is kind of the pavement guru here, but I, I, I like my own pavement racing as it is. Modifieds are one of my favorite divisions to watch on pavement, and some of the tracks that you have lined up already I think are just going to be outstanding events. Uh, let's start right at the top of what you've got right now for 2021, May 1st, uh, going all the way to West Virginia. How did this event come about, and uh, what's the draw here for uh, fans maybe who have never heard of this track? Um, as far as the track, I went down there the past three, four years. They've always had a big show at the end of the year, you know, helped out sponsoring it. Um, Tom and Kim down there are the best people ever. I mean, get along great with them. Um, and I, you know, I questioned him about a race and I mean, he didn't even hesitate. You know, he, he came right on board and um, got to know a lot of people down there as far as the track, uh, fun place to race. Um, awesome country down there, West Virginia. I mean, as far as the car count, I think we'll do well. I mean, they get, you know, they run mods on a weekly basis. Um, and like their big show, at the end of the year, you know, people from Ohio up here go down there. I think this will just help out his car count. Um, I see that race being uh, a real good race. On a speedway, uh, looking forward to that May 1st. Uh, I don't know if uh, Rich will pack up the party bus and go out there May 1st or not, but uh, why not West Virginia? It sounds like a fun time. Then the, the, the other events so far that you've got, man, I, I just love the layout of these racetracks so far. Kalamazoo Speedway May 15th, Anderson Speedway June 19th. Uh, then you've got Dixie Speedway at Birch Run um, on June 25th, and then recently announced, uh, as in 22 hours ago at the time of this show, um, Corrigan Oil Speedway going to get modifieds back on track next season july 2nd uh for uh, for a great event the wild child 75 i'm really looking forward to that one uh you know, spartan speedway corgan oil speedway what a tricky racetrack and uh, i think that's going to be perfect for these cars i'm um, just going back to the kalamazoo race yes uh, i'm looking forward to the kalamazoo race really disappointed we didn't get that in this year i mean i think that's going to be a huge car count um Obviously, me and Bud was putting that race on last year. You know, it's still going to pay 5000 to win. Uh, Mod Wars. And the best part about that is, you know, the mods ain't been there for a while. So, yeah, you probably have your hometown favorites that are driving mods now. But, you know, I think the race is going to be awesome. Um, Anderson Speedway. Uh, mods ain't been there in three or four years. I'm looking forward to that also. Um, Birch Run, that's always a good race. And then uh, Kerrigan Oil, yes. Um, you know, I got to thank Tom and Tracy Hernley. You know, we talked to them a while and got that deal done, like you say, just, you know, just the other day. So um, that will put on a good race, I believe. You know, I've, I've raced there a lot. You know, it's been a long time, but um always enjoyed the place. You know, it's one of them tracks that, you know, as me as a driver would call, you know, a bull ring. So, uh, got to get up on the wheel. So that's gonna, that's gonna be fun. I agree with you there. That, that will be a fun race for sure.
And there, you know, if anybody looked at this, they'd say, wow, there's a couple of big ones that aren't even listed. And I'm assuming it's just a formality. And what I'm referring to is, is back at Winchester and then up in God <laughs> for the hot shoe 100. Yeah. The hot shoe 100, obviously bug rays, you know, grow that to what it is today. I mean, that speaks for itself. That's an awesome, awesome show. Um, as far as the Winchester, yes, I can tell you tonight that we're going to have three races at Winchester. So that'll be coming out here this week. Um, and a lot of big no news with that Winchester deal. Um, me and Bob will be putting out there. So, and also the, you know, the Kerrigan oil race there, there's going to be more news with that. You know, that's going to grow. That's going to be bigger. So, you know, it's like I say, you know, our schedule, we're, you know, with the Winchester, we're at eight races. Um, still would like to get a Toledo race. We're, <laughs> we're still looking forward to that, but that hasn't happened yet. So we're still working on that. Isn't but that the schedule? The schedule is where we want to be. You know, I mean, we want eight to 10 races and we're at eight, you know, so I'm happy about that. But I, and, and I can speak to the Toledo. I know whenever you guys showed up there, what a show it was, and, and you guys got to love going that fast. Oh, yeah. Toledo's, Toledo's probably my funnest track, you know, as a driver, driver side of it. Um, but, you know, everybody's asking, you know, all the drivers asking, hey, what about Toledo? What about Toledo? So, you know, I think it'd be a huge car count if we could get back there. Um, but I'm not, you know, I'm not giving up yet. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing too, is, is it's still early? I mean, we're talking late November uh, of 2021. I think sure. probably by the end of December, beginning of January, maybe we should see some schedules that are finalized, but what other tracks might, might you be reaching out to, or might we be looking for maybe on a 2021 schedule? How, how many, how many events would you like to have for Midwest modified tour next year? I'm at, so our first year, I mean, was obviously this year, but we're moving that on until next year. So <laughs> I got to um, move past it, man. 2021, I mean, our, our goal was eight to 10 races. I mean, obviously I got my job, Bud's got his job, you know, we still work our, our normal jobs. So, and, and I feel that if we run 10 races, eight to 10 races, that gives, you know, the drivers weeks off you know, to prepare for the next race, you know, it's not every week. Um, but that's, that's what we're shooting for. Um, so looking, you know, hopefully we get next year under our belt and then the year after, you know, look at different tracks as far as, you know, try to get, you know, another one in Indiana or another one in Ohio, you know, to try to get it spread out a little bit. And, you know, Brian, no, I, I do know about, you know, a little bit about what's going on at Flat Rock and Toledo. And they, you know, they released partial schedules last week. And I think what they're doing there is they don't want, they don't, they don't even want to overcommit to their schedules yet because they don't know where we're going to be in this pandemic. So I think we'll see, we'll find out a whole lot more probably, uh, I'm going to say between January and March is what I would guess. Right. Yeah. That's what he's telling us as far as, you know, to see what happens. And, and I don't blame him, you know. I mean, nobody knows what's going to happen, so I don't know. I just I hope it all ends and we can do we can do our thing. 
Brian, let's talk about this decision to get with Bud and, and kind of uh, form this modified thing. I think a lot of people already know uh, the story behind the other modified tour that was around the area and how that kind of suddenly went away. Where did the decision come for you two to get together and, and try and, and save a tour, basically, is what you're trying to do here, in my opinion, for, for the Great Lakes region? Yeah, um, I guess I don't know how to put it, but... Uh, me and Bud and Zach got together, and and obviously, we we met with with the other tour, you know, the series owner, and came to an agreement. You know, he he wanted to be done, and I don't know. I guess just as far as me and Bud, you know, racing other racetracks, you know, we just don't want to go back to a you know a weekly Saturday night race deal. Um, so, you know, we, we didn't want to see the thing go away. I mean, there's a lot of people that have fun traveling and, and doing that. So I guess that, you know, that's, that's why we decided to do it, um, to try to keep, you know, the mod deal, you know, going as far as a traveling deal. Obviously, uh, modifieds are close to your, to your heart, right? With the, uh, uh, with the race shop and the building of race cars and that sort of thing. How are things going on that front? What's going on with the, with the building of these, of these awesome rides, the uh, Burkett Nestor uh, race cars? It's busy, busy as normal. I uh, got a lot of new ones on the board to build, you know, Ben building them. Um, it was crazy. I mean, the year, the year has been great, you know, and I don't know, you know, to me, I don't know why, you know, a lot of people wasn't racing, but, you know, maybe they save money there and could build new cars. You know, I, I don't know, but you know, I'm not complaining about it. It's, it's been great. And you know, it's still, it's still building obviously. And, you know, like I say, the, you know, I got, you know, four or five more new cars to build yet this winter on the board. So, I mean, we're, we're doing great. Can't complain. Now, now, Brian, you, you add that to operating, which is now really a regional tour. Um, but I haven't heard you announce anything about hanging up the helmet yet. But on the other hand, I don't know how you can find time to drive a race car. Um, are we going to see it behind the wheel anymore or not? Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to run the big shows. Um, I guess as far as I call it being on the other side of the fence, as far as being, you know, <laughs> in the tour ownership, um, I don't know. I guess I see it as, I don't know how drivers will take it. You know what I mean? As far as if I ran a tour race or, I mean, you know, everybody that I talk to says, Oh, you know, we don't care, you know, but I don't know. So, you know, there's, there's two different sides to that, but I'm going to run, uh, I'll probably run the Kalamazoo race. You know, I run I 75 race at Burke's run, you know, the, some of the bigger races that pay money that, you know, that we're not, you know, so-called, you know, one of our races, I guess. But, yeah, I'll be running some races for sure. Well, Brian, I think it's uh, awesome what you guys uh, are, have tried to do. It's really a bummer that 2020 kind of stole so many uh, <laughs> events from you guys because, like I said, um, pay, Pavement Modifieds are one of my favorite divisions to watch. Um, and I'm looking forward to 2021, this early schedule that you guys have gotten. Call it early. It's already half of the half of the schedule that you'd like to have put together. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what else you guys put together. I mean, we just heard three dates at Winchester. This thing's already almost full according to what you guys wanted to do. Yeah, we're we're right where we want to be, you know, and and 
very surprised that we you know we are we're there already so early. I mean that's just you know shows me hopefully you know there's good things to come. I mean the only thing we need to do now is for next year is uh, is get the car count. You know we got to show them that you know we can bring the cars and that's just going to make everything better for us on our end. And you know Brian, I think what you know to follow that up before we before we get out of here, I think Winchester helped you a lot with that because you guys proved you can bring a good car count uh, and put on an awesome show. Like I said earlier, uh, I think that really helped you uh, get some of these tracks on board early. Right. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the car count, the good race. I mean, obviously Bud's run the hot shoe. I've never did that side before. Um, I was in left field, didn't know, you know, what was going on. And, you know, also got to thank the, you know, a lot of the, well, all the iCar guys pretty much came on board with us, you know, and they helped us out a ton, you know, at that race to show us what we needed to do. But, you know, obviously we can improve and we will. Um, but that, that show, that show went great to me. So I, you know, I'm looking forward to next year. Well, Brian, uh, of course, we appreciate you joining us tonight, taking some time to talk about um, you know, everything that's going on, it, it's exciting to hear that this is going to continue to go into 2021 and it's going to be exciting, uh, by the way. So, uh, the, uh, 2021 hot shoe 100, what we've been talking about tentatively set for August 5th through the 2nd at Kinross speed park. So uh, maybe we can add another, another couple dates to the, to the schedule, right? Um, yeah, as far as the hot shoe, that, that won't be one of our races, you know, that's, that's Bud's race. You know, I don't. As far as that race right now, you know, the money it pays, you know, he's been doing it, I don't know how many years now, seven or whatever. Um, so it won't be sanctioned by Midwest Modifieds, but you guys will be there for sure. What's that? I said you guys necessarily, Midwest Mods won't necessarily sanction the event, but uh, maybe we can right. look for you behind the wheel at that one. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be deal. racing that for sure. <laughs> good deal. Well, Brian, hey, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, really looking forward to 2021, man. Uh, good job with everything you got going on. Yep. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And hopefully you guys have a good winter. All right. Well, uh, again, our thanks to uh, to Brian for, for joining us this evening and kind of giving us an update on everything that's going on. Um, man, I just I can't say it enough, Rich. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next year. Uh, next to template late models, Rich, I love modifieds. Did, did I make that clear during the interview? I love pavement modifieds. They're awesome. You know, they, they are uh, they are one different automobile, Zach, and that's yeah. what I like about them. Um, I, and you what a handful. What a handful yeah. on the racetrack, man. Yeah, with that much power on 8-inch tires. Uh, they There is some driving involved with those cars. <laughs> it's just not throw a set of stickers on it and make them last. Yeah. Uh, these guys that wheel these cars are very good at what they do. Um, you know, I got to see them when I went up for the fall classic at Owasso up there, a great race. Uh, you know, and then we saw them down at Winchester put on a heck of a show. Like, you know, like we said with Kyle Purvis winning down there. So uh, best of luck to those guys. And I think they got the right people in charge. My first, I can remember uh, falling in love with Modifieds at Dixie uh, a couple of years ago. I was broadcasting a race there. And uh, it was a spring race, and what a show. So so fast and so close. Uh, just, they seemed like they were out of control the whole race. Um, and uh, just, I love it. And then went down to Winchester and, and fell in love all over again. And uh, I, I'm, I'm putting the Corrigan oil date on my calendar, I can tell you that right now. 
Um, hopefully, hopefully I can make it down there to catch that. But uh, another division of race cars that we've been following pretty closely here, not because anybody's racing them around here, Rich, but because we have been, we've been like the puppet masters, putting them against each other in head-to-head challenges in the HPH Best Driver Challenge. Um, and uh, man, we've been having some fun with that. The seedings, it's just like when you're watching March Madness or the college football playoffs and you see how the seedings come out and how the bracket's going to go together. And you look in one of the early rounds and you say, right there should have been the final. Man, we had that happen already. Um, some some great matchups already have happened. Uh, and, and some people have already fallen out of this challenge. But, man, I'm looking forward to this finale. And uh, we had a big win again here tonight. Yeah, Zach. And, and, and I want to make it clear, you know, just to just just to address, we, we had a, a handful of people enter names that could be on this list. And, and so we didn't just pick out, Hey, this is going to be funny putting these two early in the right. draw. It, it, it didn't work out that way. We, we counted points and who got the most and, and there was a system. Them that way. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> there was worked a system. Out. And I know what they're referring to, you know, with the, you know, with Andy Bozell and, and Tyler Roerig going at each other. What an incredible, I could not believe the fan involvement and the voting in that. I think we went 23 hours later and it was still a tie, Yeah, they, which was unbelievable. Those folks have got some great fans. And that's the part that I love about this is the fan involvement. Uh, these Great Lakes fans of these drivers are so passionate. And uh, I tell you what, Kyle Crump, he struggled to this, this challenge, but he has a lot of fans that love what Kyle Crump is doing. And you better bet when we do the template late model uh, challenge coming up here in a couple of, uh, a couple of months that, He's going to be somebody to deal with for sure. Uh, but Phil Bozell gets the job done in this latest round. That pretty much sets us up. We've got one more to go in the quarterfinals. Brian Bergaker and Jeff Gannis will square off starting on Tuesday. Uh, Brian came in at a number six seed. Jeff Gannis at a number three seed. That one's going to be, I think that's going to be another darn good matchup right there. That could be a real close one with, um, with you know, the, the, the winner, going on to advance to meet Steve Needles. So uh, this isn't over yet. It's just, it's just now getting interesting, Zach. And I think we can say the, the semifinal matchup uh, over on the other side. If that all works out, uh, I think the way we have it set up, uh, it's the Bozell clan going against each other. Everybody, Phil against Andy. Everybody <laughs> wants to talk about the Lions matchup on Thanksgiving Day. No, sir. Let's talk about Andy versus Phil on Thanksgiving Day, shall we? Andy Bozell and Phil Bozell are going to square off in the best driver challenge on Thanksgiving Day. That is blood thicker than water, my friend. What are we going to see? Yeah, we're going to find out because the winner will go to the finals, right? Yep. Uh, the winner will advance to the finals. So, And we know, uh, you know, Everybody throughout this challenge that has supported Phil and Andy has done an incredible job. They've all came out in support, and uh, now they have to pick sides, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens. want to say uh, congratulations to everybody that has won so far. Thanks for playing along. Thanks for being good sports, and thanks to all the fans, too, by the way, uh, that have chipped in. Uh, we surpassed the 2,000 likes and follower mark not long ago, so thanks for that as well on Horsepower Happenings Facebook. And uh, don't forget we're on Twitter as well and HorsepowerHappenings.com. Hopefully that's where you're hearing our voices right here or Stitcher or Spotify or SoundCloud. Uh, check out those other uh, places that we are, though. Uh, we've got some great news at HorsepowerHappenings.com. We've got up-to-the-minute updates on the, on the Facebook and Twitter pages. And, of course, that uh, Best Driver Challenge 
is only on the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. So get ready to take on uh, tomorrow's Tuesdays. Brian Bergacre, Jeff Gannis, that'll launch at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. All right, Rich, time to move on. Second interview for tonight. Uh, let us know who we're chatting with. Well, Zach, this gentleman can usually be found uh, on the dirt in a sprint car in the Great Lakes region. Uh, in Michigan, he has wins at Butler and I-96. Uh, he's now looking to expand on that. We'll get into that a little bit. And uh, I actually interviewed this gentleman once at Berlin for one of the Berlin on Dirt events. So that's that's how I remembered who he was. Uh, out of Plymouth, Indiana, Zane DeVault, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be on here. First of all, let's talk about your 2020 season and how it went. Some tracks were open, some not. Um, what did you do to get enough racing in? Um, you know, at the beginning of the year with the whole COVID deal, it was pretty hard to uh, find anywhere. Everything was shut down. Um, so we searched searched around a little bit. Um, Pennsylvania was kind of open. Um, so we went to Pennsylvania and once and then it was like right after that man ohio was like full steam ahead wide open um i was hooked up with uh Bilton racing and we raced attica every friday i believe i don't think we missed a single night um so we raced there every friday and hit butler every saturday and then um when they weren't racing we were we were finding somewhere else i mean we ran Fremont, Plymouth. We ran with the Outlaws and everything. So uh, we just put our head down and tried finding races. And, uh, you know, sometimes we had to travel a little longer with tracks being shut down. But it was definitely a, a unique year for me, um, but a big year. I mean, with Race Attica, that was uh, a lot of exposure for me. So uh, it was is pretty good. Yeah, Attica's no no slouch of a racetrack, especially with the Attica Fremont Challenge. We know a lot of guys, especially in this region, uh, Zane, with four tens. If they can't get a race in up here, they're going to go down there. 11th in points in 2020. As you mentioned, you made all 11 shows that they had down there this season. Um, talk to me about racing that place because the racing that you have at Attica is out of this world. And, and some of the drivers you got to race against, friend of the program, uh, Cap Henry down there, uh, DJ Foose is down there. Of course, yourself, John Ivy. Uh, you know, just some of these guys that you're racing with, Chad Kemenaw, on a regular basis. Uh, what was the competition like down there for you? Man, I'll tell you what. Like, when you go down there, you're like, man, I'm against all these idols. You know, when you're a little kid and you're seeing all these these guys just, just absolutely killing it, man. And so it was really eye-opening, you know, going from Michigan, you know, Michigan has no slouches either, but you know, you, you have instead of a full field that, you know, everyone's good, but the competition, you know, you look at an all-star race that goes to Michigan, you're going to have some Michigan guys that make the show, but you go to Attica, man, you have an all-star show, even outlaw, you know, <laughs> you're going to have at least one or two regular guys that race Attica in the top five. That's just, that's how, how it's going to be. I mean, you know, it's so tough. I think it made me a way better driver um, being able to race against them. You know, you're only as good as uh, your competition. And, uh, you know, the track's really unique. Every night the track is totally different. Um, 
Sometimes it's slick to to the crest of the track to where you got nothing to lean on. Sometimes you've got a a, a bar stool basically to to lean on. You know, one night we had a red flag. Come, I'm sitting out a coming right out of four and I'm stopped and all the 305 drivers come up and sit on the cushion and it looks like they're sitting on a bar stool. So I was like, holy <laughs> cow, you know, that, that was not there last weekend. And uh, so, you know, it's, it, I think that, that whole area right there, you've got the Pennsylvania posse, but then, you know, Ohio's really overlooked. I feel like, um, you know, you got, you know, world outlaws, all stars, then you got Pennsylvania where, everyone you know that region is so so just sprint car country and then you've got ohio man i mean ohio's a a big stepping stone and i think uh i think it'll help my career as i go on uh running there and i hope hope i can run there a lot more this year Talk about getting with Shelby Bilton, uh, kind of inherited a ride there that uh, Shelby gave up himself uh, a couple of years ago as he went into retirement as a driver. Uh, what was that like? How did you get hooked up with him, and, and what was it like to race for him? You know, he asked me to run his stuff a couple of years ago, and I already had had a, a deal lined up to run the crate cars in Plymouth, so I told him that, so we kind of didn't didn't really talk anymore other than that. Um, and then last year I, uh, broke my motor at Hartford, I believe. And he called me, uh, probably a week or two later and said that Boston got burnt at work real bad, um, and couldn't drive the car for a little while and he needed a driver. By the way, Boston, Mead, someone... uh, let, let's just fill the gap here. Boston Mead, uh, 2019 Butler Motor Speedway check champion in that car. Just for anybody who doesn't know that story. Yep. Yep. So I, you know, in, in that being said, you, you know, it's fast. I mean, he's been around in Michigan forever and he's always ran pretty good. You know, prior to that, we ran, I think we ran second and third and battled with him at gas city. Um, we swapped positions. I actually ran out of brakes and, uh, something happened to my brake system and he did too. So it was pretty cool. You know, battling back and forth with no breaks really and you know battling for a podium you know it was pretty fun but uh so you know i i knew it was good equipment and everything um and he he said the oh hey i heard your your motor's hurt and uh you're waiting for parts to get it fixed and everything and he told me that boston me got hurt um asked if i would drive the car at hartford so obviously I said, yeah, you know, it's way better than sitting at home. So I went up there and drove for him. Um, I already had plans for the next night running a 360 at Plymouth. So uh, I think we started, ooh, I think we started sixth or seventh. Um, blue left front, caught the infield wall, went back to 17th, I believe, and got back up to fifth. So, you know, it, it, Ever since then, you know, we kind of connected pretty well. Um, and, I mean, you know, setup-wise and everything, we were kind of on the same page. And then uh, we went to I-96 a few weekends after that and went up there and, and won. Um, and we went to Butler, and I think uh, we got wrecked in the heat race and wasn't, wasn't able to start the feature. Um, but then we kind of talked over the – 
over the winter and Boston Mead and him uh, split ways. And uh, at that point, um, I didn't really have the money to do what I wanted to do. And my plan was to try and Ohio. Um, he, uh, he, he, he was kind of wanting to go that route, uh, run Attica every Friday and uh, run Butler every Saturday. And I didn't really have any other opportunities of any other, any other plans, you know, better way to fulfill my schedule and his. So uh, we teamed up and uh, the rest, the rest as they is they say history. Is history. I mean, <laughs> uh, wow. Zane, Zane, let's talk about a little more recent events here um, and help me, help me fill in the gaps here if I miss anything. Looks like um, this winter you kind of team up with Terry Bush and, and take that 16B machine down south for some fun. Is that accurate? Is that who you were running for here these last couple of weeks? Yeah. Um, let's see. When was it when Plymouth had that NRA show? I think that was the last one really in the Great Lakes area. Um, I ran, well, I ran that, and then I raced Kokomo. Um, raced Kokomo with the Outlaws. In, and in, then, in uh, uh, Terry's stuff or in Shelby's car? No, I was back in uh, Shelby's car at Kokomo with the Outlaws. Um, and then I got a call, what? week before Terry was heading down to Florida and he asked me to drive his car. Um, so I went down there, we drove, uh, drove all the way down there to Southern Speedway and, uh, we raced Friday night. We did halfway decent. Um, we were a little off and set up during the heat race. So it hurt us. They do passing points and we had a completely stacked heat. Um, so we have started second, in the B main won the B main and, uh, no one really passed very much in the A main. I think we moved up one spot and then the next night, uh, we did pretty good, but, uh, still struggled in the heat race a little bit, but made the main. Um, and I think we moved up one or two spots in the main, but, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, He's a great guy, um, and I, you know, I, actually, little backstory to fill in on that. I've known Terry for since I was five years old. His kid used to race quarter midgets with me back in the day, and him and his wife, we always called them Grandma Bushy and Grandpa Bushy, um, and they're like normal grandma and grandpas. They give us candy and everything, and That's pop awesome. and when our mom and dad didn't want us to have that. So, uh, <laughs> so I knew him pretty well. So it, uh, it was a good, good, uh, good time being back with him and, uh, spending time with him. So, but yeah, it was, it was a good weekend, I think. Now, now it's, it's no secret. Anybody who, who listens to the program, Zach's the pa- dirt guy. I'm the pavement guy. Uh, you got my peak, my interest peaked about this pavement uh, running this, I guess, I don't know what they call them, wheelman cars. They're not really outlaw late models, but what do you so, got going down, what do you got going on down there in Florida? Okay. So down in Florida, they changed a few things. They're not really that far off as what you think. Um, 
actually Tim Wilcox and uh, Terry Bushy and Jeremy Jameson all went down with me this week, uh, this last Thursday and Friday, and put this car together for me to race or test. Um, and Tim, Tim was talking to some of the guys down there, and his car, you know, is really considered an outlaw weight model up here. Um, and, uh, and down there, really, the only difference is, you know, I think shocks are a little different and the chip, they run a chip and everything. But uh, other than that, he, the cars aren't that far off. But, uh, you know, everyone knows in dirt racing, pavement racing, anything, shocks are a big deal. So, I mean, component-wise, it's not that far off. But if you really get down into it, they're, they're different quite a bit because of the shocks and everything. Um ride heights are a little different and everything but so they're they're similar but a, a, you know a little different um so tim tim helped me out a lot um a lot this weekend and actually um he's got a simulator and everything set up in his in his house and uh sometime this week i'm gonna go over there and we're gonna spend a few hours a night night uh working on working on me at that track you know because i've never been on a on a pavement track with anything that big. Um, but, uh, yeah, that whole deal was kind of, kind of an awesome deal to come about and everything. Um, kind of, you know, you hear all these stories on these guys that made it to NASCAR and everything on, you know, I can't remember who it was. They were racing online with Dale, Dale Earnhardt senior or junior. And, uh, you know, was absolutely kicking his butt and junior gives them a chance and now he's running nascar and everything and you know you hear all these stories and you think man you know i wish that i could get an opportunity like that and uh you know mine isn't complete finished i don't believe but i think i think that if i get hooked up with the right people and uh and maybe do good enough it, it might turn into that I, you know you, you never know so i hear you're you're trying to put this deal together so you can get down there to Pensacola and run snowball derby week. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we went down to Southern speedway and I was racing for Terry Bushy and Saturday night, the races get done and this guy comes up on a golf cart and he's, he's asked me all these questions and he's just fathomed by the sprint cars and you know, everything. And we're talking and he shows me, he goes, well, I've got, got three late outlaw late models. And, uh, you know, everything. And he told me that he won the outlaw portion of the snowball derby in 2018. And they started on the pole last year and everything. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, I heard of the snowball derby. I got a few friends that they're not really big into pavement, but they always go to the snowball derby. And I'm like, man, it, why do you go to this if you don't like pavement? And they go, you just don't understand. This is the Knoxville Nationals, dirt wide, you know, this is the Knoxville Nationals for pavement. So, uh, you know, I never really looked it up or anything. And I thought, oh, okay, cool. And, and, you know, this ends up, you know, we talked for probably an hour or so. And he tells me his name's Ron McDonald. And, uh, you know, he's, he's raced himself, raced uh, the NASCAR East deal and everything back in the day. And, 
uh, offered me a ride um, to come test and everything. Then he said I could run the snowball derby. Um, and, you know, when that happens, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever, you know, you know, not thinking nothing would ever happen of it or anything. And, you know, I did some research on the guy and, you know, I didn't, you know, I thought, okay, whatever, you know, some guy just offered me a ride, you know, whatever. And then I started looking him up. I'm like, man, he's got a lot of connections. He's, uh, he's super cool talking to him and everything. You know, we were laughing about certain things and everything, but, uh, yeah, we went down there and met him, got the car together and, and, and tested. Um, and, uh, we were talking, you know, really, I tested on some used tires and wasn't that far off the pace. So, uh, yep, I'm going to leave next Tuesday and head down there, work on the car and watch the track conditions and everything as they go through, you know, Thursday and Friday night of racing. And then uh, Saturday night, it's uh, my night to race. So hopefully we can become a, a, a decent competitor there. And uh, qualifier way in, I think 20, 28 cars qualify in, and then uh, they got the B main or qualifier for them. And I think that. so. We can be one of them cars to make it. Um, you know, it'd be be a bird. I'm ever in a race and make the snowball derby. You know, it's just uh, almost too good to be true um, to to get this opportunity to run with Ron. Um, we went out to eat after we tested and we had a blast man and seems like an awesome guy. Um, so met a lot of cool people down there in the pavement world. Uh, we know Todd, Todd helped us out a lot. One of his buddies, um, gave us his shop, gave us all his tools, all his parts, everything. He goes, whatever you need, uh, get this car together. So, uh, can't so, thank those guys enough. Man. So now, it's pretty cool. Now you did get some sponsorship to, uh, to lock this down then, uh, to confirm that you are going to be there, uh, for next weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's still going to be kind of tight. Um, I'm trying to come up with some more money. Um, but I think, think I've got at least a set of tires paid for. Um, and really for this deal, you about need to, two brand new sets um and given given what you did to that right given what you did to that right rear during the testing uh you know it may not hurt to have a couple extra i love that picture that jeremy posted of that right rear tire just completely burned off of there oh yeah and uh you know everyone was everyone uh came down afterwards and they're like man you were burning them tires and i'm like yeah they're like man you almost dumped it. And I was like, dumped it? What do you mean? They're like, you were real sideways. And I'm like, that wasn't that bad. I, I was, was comfortable. Like, I pedaled it. Got her straight. Yeah, that's what I'm used to. And they're like, man, you had smoke rolling off the tires. They're, we couldn't believe you saved it. And I'm like, man, I've been in way more situations where, you know, you're going a lot faster on dirt where you got no traction and, you know, way, way more sideways. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty fun. You know, I had a lot of people come down and and talk to me. It didn't didn't take long for the rumor to go around that it was my first time ever on pavement. And uh, I can't thank a lot of people. You know, they came down and jumped right in and helped us on a few things and uh, got us in pretty good. Um, 
So, so now with this Bubba Winslow's dad, I think came down and helped us quite a bit. So uh, I can't thank those guys enough, man. So would this Zane? Would this be your first event on pavement if uh, if everything goes to fruition for next weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's pretty pretty wild, you know. It's just it's wild to be the first event for me being on pavement is going to be the snowball derby. You yeah, know? that's what I thought was kind of like crazy. You know, is is the uh, yeah, the, the weight that comes with this event is is so massive. Obviously, the attention is going to be on the on the pro. You know, the snowflake, and then of course the snowball derby, the pro and the super late model side of things. But uh, you know, I think you bring an interesting point. A lot of people are going to be down there. A lot of important people. So uh, uh, could be interesting to see what happens for you. Yeah, and I, I mean, man, it's just it's it's kind of one of those deals where you know, you want your buddy to pinch you because you don't think it's really happening. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I can't, I can't, can't even express the, the gratitude that I've got for all these guys, man. I mean, to make this happen, it's going to be so crazy. You know, I mean, I tried running for Sean Amore a few times this year, um, and his pavement modified and my dirt schedule just, it didn't, didn't uh work out but uh but yeah i mean it's just wild it's like telling a pavement guy hey man you want to run a dirt sprint car and him say yeah man i'm i'm ready and then just saying okay well your first race is going to be the knoxville nationals you know so so it's uh still pretty wild you know i'm i get that it's a big race but i i guess i i don't i don't fully understand the, the the big hype about it until you're there and a lot of people say that you know when you get there you're you're awed by it you know all the people and all you know you got Kyle Bush and you know Chase Elliott runs it and everything so you know there was a few truck guys uh testing this weekend um you know it just totally doesn't sink in until I guess till we're down there but uh but, yeah, hopefully we can have a good turnout, I guess. Well, Zane, uh, I want to wish you good luck. Uh, the Horsepower Happenings crew is going to be down there as well, so we'll look for you over the weekend and, and try and catch up with you and talk with you and see how things are going, man. Heck, yeah. We'll have to have to hang out and uh, maybe have a few beers or something. Sounds like a plan. Don't don't open that invitation to Rich France. You'll get yourself in trouble, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> okay. my friend well, sold. <laughs> well, I don't drink too much, so it might be one and done for me. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, Zane, I appreciate you so much making some time to chat with us tonight. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Good luck next weekend, and congrats on a successful 2020 so far. All right, thank you. Man, what a great interview uh, again with uh, Zane DeVault. Really appreciate him making some time, as I said, to join us tonight. Um, let's get some thoughts now that he's gone, Rich. What do you think, man? Uh, Snowball Derby and going to be making a, a late model, outlaw late model sportsman debut at Five Flags Speedway. No slouch of a racetrack to take on either. And uh, he laughed about burning that right rear tire off, Rich, but I think that may be one of the hardest things for him to, to – uh, to take on in the pavement world is tire management. Yeah. If he doesn't figure out how to make a tire last, he said he's going to need one more set of tires. He's going to need two more sets of tires, <laughs> at least two more right rears because uh, you cannot, you know, I give him all the credit in the world. The guy can, the guy can wheel a, a wing sprint car, but you can absolutely not drive uh, those wheelmen 
outlaw late models, whatever you want to call them, uh, you cannot drive them the way you drive on dirt. It, it, you won't last 20 laps. <laughs> well, I think that he's a smart kid. He'll get it figured out, the driver from Plymouth, Indiana. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him down there next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to you showing him how to drink a beer. Uh, that'll be cool. And <laughs> <laughs> We'll have some fun with it for sure. And, uh, man, looking forward to that too. Uh, first Snowball Derby trip. Sounds like we'll, we're going to see some friends down there. Uh, Carson Hosevar entered, of course. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with Zane while we're down there with him. And who who knows who else we're going to run into down there. But uh, big weekend shaping up, and, and we're looking forward to going. Yeah, we did uh, did see today in front of the program uh, Jack Dossie the third. Uh, not going. They pulled out of the event for whatever uh-huh. they did. They didn't state why, but uh, pulling out of the event, Jack Dossie the third, not heading down to Pensacola this year. And as you mentioned earlier in the program, Caden Lapsovich, the former Glass City 200 champion, he'll be down there as well. So a um, lot of people to watch from the Great Lakes region, really down there at Five Flag Speedway. And again, another little teaser, you'll be able to keep up with uh, a lot of behind the scenes action right here at HorsepowerHappenings.com and Horsepower Happenings on Facebook. Uh, Rich, it's Thanksgiving week, man. Um, happy Thanksgiving. You got anything going on? Uh, anything safe you're going to be able to do? Or are you going to kind of keep it, keep it under wraps and keep it quiet this year? Well, this is what I said, Zach. Um, I knew that the odds were that I was going to be heading down to the Snowball Derby. So for Thanksgiving, I am going to remote distance myself in the woods, <laughs> up in Houghton Lake, with my motorhome, and see if I can find me a buck. There you How go. about that? There you go. Is that, is that enough remote distancing to make sure that I don't get COVID before I go to Pensacola? That sounds <laughs> perfect to me, my friend. And uh, whatever you're doing for Thanksgiving, hope you stay safe, hope you stay healthy, and uh, hope you continue to listen to Horsepower Happenings. Again, our thanks to Zane DeVault, uh, Brian Nestor, uh, and for uh, Scott Menlin, who owns Horsepower Happenings. For Rich France, I'm Zach Heiser. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And we'll talk same time, same place next Monday, right here, Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.